This broadcast is done in partnership with Impact Canada Ministries. You can find them at impact-canada.com. Welcome to Full Explorations. I am your host, Tony Peters. Today we are going to have on Alicia Mitchell of Overcome the Challenge podcast, OTC. And uh, she's going to be discussing with us the book of Job, the life of Job, and the trials that he went through, and how we as Christians can learn from this book and from his struggles and develop ourselves into better Christians through this book and just learning from the errors that, that he made uh, and how God really just shaped him through the challenges that were brought into his life. I hope that you'll enjoy part two of this three-part conversation. Oh, no, yeah. go ahead. I'll, I'll let okay. you read that and uh, get, yeah. get, get your thoughts uh, on that. You know, as I was, you know, going through this, something just popped in my head. Um, this quote, the rose that grew from the concrete. Um, and let's just really get into the rose that grew from the concrete. Isn't it almost impossible for a rose to go through concrete? Like mm -hmm. it is unheard of, even though it can be done, but just the depths and just the, you know, the strength, the miraculous strength it takes for it to bloom through something that is not supposed to, you know, and allow it to bloom. It's not in the right environment for it. It's out of its environment. So when we think about the word concrete, we think about the things that Job went through when he kept running against a wall and he couldn't figure out what was this lesson ultimately he was supposed to learn. And then when we think about the rose, that's Job. That's me and you. That's us going through our daily life, trying to grow in these conditions that we may not that may not be favorable but we are still able to go through what they call it the photosynthesis <laughs> and kind of come through the disparity so the symbolism in this popular quote correlates deeply to the general message of the book of job it represents a symbol of perseverance and determination in the face of seemingly insurmountable odds metaphor metaphorically speaking so now you can see this is the meaning of what the rose that grew from the concrete how it correlates to the message of the book of Job. and so i actually just went ahead and put tupac shakur's <laughs> famous uh quote he actually wrote i mean poem he actually wrote a book but there was one title within the book and it was called the rose that grew from the concrete so I kind of kept it authentic here. So you will see words that are kind of spelled wrong or a little slang or whatever. But I wanted to stay true to the author here. Did you hear about the rose that grew from a crack in the concrete? Proving nature's laws wrong, it learned to walk without having feet. Funny, it seems, but by keeping its dreams, it learned to breathe fresh air. Long live the rose that grew from concrete when no one even cared. Look at that. It, it just so much ties into these experiences, the things that uh, Job went through and how ultimately he was that rose that grew from the concrete. So what do you think about that? Well, I definitely see some correlation between that with the uh, perseverance and determination, as as you point out. Uh, and Job is, is also about faithfulness uh, and Roses are amazing because they do grow even in the worst circumstances. They're so hardy and you see them growing on the side of the road. You see them growing uh, 
like it says in the poem, up through the cracks in the concrete. And it's just, you wonder how they're able to grow in these circumstances with so little water, even uh, yeah. my roses grow the best when I completely ignore them. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as long as I can keep the ants off of them. But Job just shows faithfulness and willingness to see our trials as a chance to grow and learn. And with roses, you see that uh, they go through that these trials of seemingly, like you say, insurmountable odds with nature just wanting to yeah. basically crush them, it would seem. And yet they flourish and they grow. And it's the same with us with our trials um, yeah. that God just shapes us and molds us through the trials and helps us become this beautiful rose. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned before, humility is just such a huge part of this growth process. Uh, and a lot of that teaches us patience and uh, teaches us, you know, strength to get through even our, our, our worst health problems. Um, you know, you see people get cured from cancer. Some people don't get cured from cancer, but the families go through this and they grow through it. Amen. And then just to add, do you realize how long it takes for roses to grow? <laughs> you plant the seeds and like a year later, they finally start sprouting. Um, and so just like you said, the the life of how it has to transpire is just so similar um, to what we experience in the waiting process and to see the bloom when it's at its peak. So I guess I'll go on to the next slide um, where this one right here was like, okay, after I've educated and refreshed my mind about this story, Alicia, what lessons um, did you do take from this story? So I'm going to name off some of the lessons. You can chime in or, or give me some of the lessons you've learned. So the first one I learned was recognizing that everything in life is a gift of God. So when we say that and you look at the word gift, we're thinking of just somebody giving you presents. Now, this is a type of different gift. And like you said, numerous times, it's a gift of love. So knowing that bad, good, uh, ups and downs, and mainly the times that you're not really comfortable with, is really where the gift of God comes from. And the second one was don't get too attached to material possessions or favorable circumstances. Yeah. So when we talk about material possessions, they are known in the Bible as fleshly desires. So most of the time, these things can be gone in a fire or just, you know, if they can be gone in an instant in also a favorable circumstance. You can be good one day and the next day something traumatic happens. So ultimately, please do not get too attached. But another thing, don't get detached. Live in the moment. So that was something I had to learn as well. So the next one was the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Just knowing that will let you know that like you did, it's time to live in the moment. It's time to cherish what I have now. Stop thinking about the future. Stop thinking about the past because what's here now can be gone tomorrow. Um, so and never give up on yourself or God. Like you were talking about, sometimes, you know, we do this projection on God and, and to try to ask him these questions of why did you do this to me and this and that and other. 
So we have to learn to, because what we have to realize is when you give up on yourself, you're giving up on God, right? Because we're God-like, we're made in his presence. So just know that do not give on yourself because God is not giving up. Never, ever, ever. All the way until you go to heaven. <laughs> and the last one was the value of patience and the importance of holding our tongue. So some of these are actually Bible scriptures, you know, that the tongue can be a sword. Just kind of watch um, what you say because it can be brought out into the light. It can be brought into the physical reality. And you have the power to change something by just your tongue. So the last part before I jump into your commentary is the scripture. I kind of included scriptures throughout this presentation strictly about job. Um, job repeatedly asked God, to speak, praying things like, tell me what charges you have against me, job one, two, and show me my offense, job 13, 23. So that's the projection I was talking about. Job was projecting his feeling of worthy of worthlessness instead of worthiness. I am worthy to go through this because I know on the other side of the rainbow, there's a pile of gold. Um, so like I said, we have to be very careful, even though that this is normal to feel this way. We just don't want to project that onto God. Yeah. And Job, when he prayed in that manner, uh, it really showed his his pride, his lack of uh, of humility, uh, which was part of the, the lesson that, that, that he had to learn. Um, and, uh, you know, losing all your your possessions uh happens uh, people do lose mid fires we had uh, friends of my sister-in-law they lost their their house and everything in it this just this past summer uh their smoker caught fire and uh took down their house with it and uh you know our possessions can become idols to us. They they really can. The money and and power, it, they're all forms of idolatry and of pride. We think that we can place these things in front of God. And here, God really shows that, yeah, he has the power to give those things, but he has the power to take them away. And uh, it, it's a lesson I've I've had to learn myself. Uh, and it's a lesson that I think we all need to to go through is that that humbling and the ultimate lesson that these are gifts from God. God is giving us these things. They're, they're not ours. They are not our possessions. They're possessions that actually belong to God. And he has allowed us to have these things, these comforts uh in order to allow us to to live uh and to be comfortable in our living and not everybody has the things that we have uh when you look at all the some of these nations they just they're so poor these people yeah. are just happy when you give them uh, things like operation christmas child and samaritan's purse uh and uh world vision you know they give these kids gifts and these kids are just so excited about the simple things like sunglasses or shirt mm -hmm. or sandals. And it's stuff that we take for granted. And Job took for granted. And he mm -hmm. lost everything. And mm -hmm. through that, he was able to, in the end, come to see that 
you know, these were things that God gave me. You, God, are what I need to turn to. And we see that later in the chapters like 30 and on where he starts to acknowledge that, you know, God, I need you. Uh, your advice is the counsel I need. And then at that point, we start to see things change for Job. And then uh, I think Job uh, would be very much ashamed of 1 verse 2 and 13, 23, where he's asking God these things because he would realize later that, you know, oh, I actually did have offenses like pride that were getting in the way of my relationship with God. And now I can have stronger relationship with God. And uh, I think it's amazing to see how God gave him so much afterwards. Right. Once he humbled himself. Uh, So I, I think that that is, that that is uh, one of the key lessons that we see from Job is that, that humbling and realizing that what we have is given is given to us by god it's it's not something that that uh, we can claim for ourselves and people do the same with with money it's it's my money Mm -hmm. i'm 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 giving my i'm by tithing i'm giving my money to god it's like no you're admitting that the money is god's and god has asked for 10 percent back and so we are not giving it back we are sharing and being like, okay, God, you've given me this. This is yours. And uh, it's just a, it's just a mindset that, that we need to get into. And, uh, and then I think that ties in well with uh, your, your next slide that you've got here on Job 12, 13 as well. Yes. Um, like you said, it's wonderful. It's about just basically seeing the bigger picture. Sorry. Um, okay there we go so this is pretty much my just my perspective view Uh, my conclusion what I gathered um, from reading the book of Job so in conclusion the book of Job is really about stability that's what it came down to me um, what this story meant to me it was all about stability and maintaining it You need to allow room for grace and resilience to work in tandem. And those always go hand in hand. So throughout this, to remain stable throughout these circumstances, whether they were good or bad for Job, he had to allow himself grace and and just be where where he was and accept that and be able to let God order his steps from there. And resilience, um, like he was going through some tough times. Like you said, he lost everything. Anybody would almost break uh, and right in this world now with the things that he went through. So resilience to me is just another word for strength. He showed so much strength and conviction throughout that process. So we want to continue to have faith for God's favor and not let it waver. It's something that he did, you know. God continued to show favor. It might not have been the favor that he wanted, but it was the favor of love. It was a, a, a favor of safety and, and, and just everything that God consists of. He showed that favor to him to show him you are without nothing if you aren't with me, basically. 
So continue to be faithful and serve and do not let it waver. When the devil creeps in, when your friends are trying to, you know, trying to hold you back from certain things that you know are right, continue to let God order your steps and do not let your faith waver. So no matter the circumstances, knowing that through the chaos, you're safe in the eye of the storm. That was something else that popped up was the eye of the storm. So basically that was what Job was going through. He was in the eye of the storm. And when you're in the eye of the storm, it's very chaotic. You don't know when the storm is going to end. You don't know if you're going to live or die or be safe. And ultimately you're bracing for the aftermath of what you have to reconstruct afterwards and knowing, like you said, within a second, it can be wiped out. So the mercy is shown from God's ability to use you as a faithful servant. That's all we're here for. That's all the people in the Bible were. They were servants and they were service to others and they were very selfless. And that's what you have to be for God. You want to be a service of others because he's a service to you. And you want to be very selfless. God is very selfless. He will give you his only son. How selfless is that? So the moral of this beautiful lesson in Christ is knowing is half the battle. We don't, we don't know. We, we have you know, a potential clue if I do something bad or negative that the outcome could be. But we really still don't know because it's just half the battle. And that's where the trust comes in within the Lord. And in an instant, your life can change. How will you suffice? And what are you willing to sacrifice? That's what I was left to post, um, to be stable, Alicia, throughout these challenges and in these uh, unfavorable circumstances. What will you suffice? What will you give up to be able to make that ultimate sacrifice to God for you to be like Job at the end, be humble? and be blessed with so much more, which leaves us lastly with the quote. But true wisdom and power are found in God's counsel and understanding are his, Job 12, 13. So it's basically saying that the wisdom God has given you, which is called discernment, knowing when to seek God for his counsel and understanding usually comes through prayer. You usually will, that's the time that you seek God's wisdom and you seek his counsel and understanding when you're deeply in prayer. So that's my perspective view, Tony. What's yours? Uh, Very similar. Uh I I think this verse speaks volumes about what Job teaches us. uh, And that is God is our true source of wisdom and understanding. We need to turn to God with all of our struggles, uh, as well as with our praise. Uh, Be thankful for what we have and uh, share that with God that you're thankful. Uh, And even when you're going through challenges, you can still find things to be thankful for. Uh, And, uh, you know, true power and wisdom does come from God. He is our counsel. uh, And we need to pray to him to seek that wisdom and that guidance in how we should proceed. And we're lucky enough to have the Holy Spirit now to help us with, with that. That is, that is one gift that, that came with Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit coming upon us to be able to give us some discernment and and guidance uh, 
God is where we will find peace, love, and truth. And everybody's trying to find peace, love, and happiness all around them in this world, but they're looking at all the wrong places. They aren't looking at God. They're looking at material possessions. They're looking at sex. They're looking at drugs uh, and alcohol uh, and uh, other people and just all their possessions and things around them. They're looking to all those things for happiness, but they all feel empty. They just and you don't. Know how they feel empty? We met so many rich people. They're what? Unhappy. Exactly. <laughs> no matter what you have, you always want more. You want better than what you have. And that's not a godly way to look at things. And that's not a godly way to go through because we, when we look at it, especially in the New Testament, we see Christ is what will fill that void in our life. He is what will bring us to that place of happiness. Uh, and that's not to say life's going to be easy when you become a Christian, because it's certainly not an easy journey. Uh, there's still ups and downs, hills and valleys. Uh, and we see that through so many people's lives in the Bible. Um, Job is just one of these great examples. And uh, Christ did come and he did suffer so that we can come to the Lord and we can seek his wisdom. And Christ is that mediator. He's that in between. The, the veil was torn that that was there before he died and that veil when it tore the power that it took to tear that was yeah. incredible because it was thick it was a thick veil it wasn't just like a, a curtain like you see in your in your living room no it was thick and it was huge so for it to tear took an incredible amount of force and it was god showing its power and his might. And we see Job acknowledging that power and might uh, here in this verse. Uh, and uh, as we learn later on, he, he he grows and he sees that again uh, more as he goes through his struggles. I hope that you've enjoyed part two of this three-part conversation and that you'll tune into part three tomorrow. You've just been listening to Alicia Mitchell and myself, Tony Peters, discussing the book of Job and the life of Job and the challenges that he faced and how we as Christians can learn from the mistakes that were made and the lessons that God was teaching Job during this time. If you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.